Welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection in this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. We're connected whether we see it or not, whether it's your connection with your dog and your cat or your connection with your God. Also, I talk about things that are more abstract, like your connections with your career or your land, your community, your family, your emotions, your body. Life is truly all about connections. And the sooner we recognize this, the sooner we get to have an easier, more enjoyable life. I'm going to talk about these connections through different lenses, but things like synchronicities and coincidences or everyday little bits of magic or miracles that we tend to dismiss. It's important we pay attention to all of this to help us, like I said, live an easier, more satisfying life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Reverend Karen Cleveland. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about happiness. What is being happy? Are you happy? Be happy. Am I happy? How do we know if we're happy? We hear a lot about finding happiness and things that are going to make you happy. Sometimes I wonder, do people actually know if they're happy or not? Because there's an awful lot of stuff out there that tells us we should be happy, especially if we buy that new gadget, if we buy a Happy Meal. I get caught up in that too sometimes. I thought I was going to be so happy when I bought my air fryer. People had raved about it for years. And it was always like, what is that? Look at that recipe. What is she making in that air fryer? And so I was so excited when I finally decided to buy one. Unboxed it, put it on my counter. And I think it's obligatory that you make French fries with it, one of your first meals. So cut up the potatoes, put them in the basket, put a little oil on them, put some salt on them, mixed them up while they were cooking and then pulled them out and I looked at them and I thought to myself, these are roasted potatoes. And then I looked at my air fryer and I said to myself, this is a mini convection oven. I've been duped, <laughs> but the point was, I thought it was going to make me so happy, and I did make some really good things in there, but the amount of use it got and the satisfaction it brought compared to the real estate it took up on my kitchen counter was um, not proportionate. It was not a good ratio, so it had to go. And I do still have it, and I do pull it out sometimes, but it wasn't that magical thing that I thought it was going to be that was going to make life oh so good. And I think we get caught up in that sometimes. We think that next new thing is going to be so great, we're going to be so happy. In fact, coming into Christmas season as I record this, certainly a lot of kids are having a lot of expectations about the toys that they want Santa to bring them and how great life's going to be after they get that hot new toy and I'm sure some of you have experienced at least once that life isn't really that good after that new toy. Sometimes it breaks right on Christmas Day, and then what? 
you know, it's done. And that's still a trap that people get caught in every once in a while is that thing or that person is really going to make me happy. I know I'm going to be happy as soon as I have that. I wonder, do we learn? Do people know that the latest thing is only temporary? That the magic wears out and we're just left with this thing and looking for something else to make us happy? The number one question I get asked as an animal communicator is, is my dog happy? Is my cat happy? Is my horse happy? Are my animals happy? That's the number one question. Are my animals happy? And I understand that we want our animals to be happy. I totally get that. And I also know that us judging someone else's happiness never, never goes well because, well, first of all, this is coming from the place of a person, me, who is happy, but I'm not expressive. So if you look at me, if you visibly look at me, and if I'm not jumping for joy all the time, if I'm not laughing all the time, you might not know that I'm happy because I'm not expressive. I'm not matching the expectations of what happiness looks like. And I think our animals get caught in that trap as well. We think that in order for an animal to be happy, they should look a, a certain way. They should act a certain way. And our expectations of another's expressiveness of our emotions only leads us to trouble. Now I can't remember if it's a podcast or a book by Malcolm Gladwell about this. And it's quite possibly the reason Amanda Knox got put away in the Italian jail for several years because her expressions after the murder of her roommate did not match what people expected. So we need to watch that. We need to, to be aware of how we feel like people should express themselves. Just like when you get a present, you receive a present from someone or you give a present to someone and you think they're going to absolutely love it and maybe you're a little bit let down as the giver because they didn't act joyful enough, grateful enough. And maybe the person is, they just don't act it. So when people ask me about their pets being happy and wanting only the best for their pets and wanting to make sure their pets don't have any needs, that they're not in pain, that they're not missing something in their life, something important, what they really want to know, I believe, is if they're content, is if they're satisfied with life. Because I know that's how I am. I am perfectly content and satisfied with life. And so I often use these words synonymously, happiness, contentment, satisfaction, and even though they're not exactly synonymous, I think it's close enough. Because what more would you want for yourself than to be content and satisfied? To me, being content means I have found some meaning in my life. I have some purpose in my life. And life is going well. 
Yes, we want laughter once in a while. Yes, we want to move the body and dance and leap every once in a while, jump for joy. And I believe because I am content and satisfied that the smallest thing will bring a laugh to me, will bring a smile to my face. I do see humor and joy in a lot of different areas of life that I might not if I wasn't content or satisfied and happy. Just because a person might be happy or content or satisfied does not mean there's not hard times. There's always hard times. There's always grief, anger, sorrow, fear that comes in. These things don't go away just because a person is happy, just because a person is content. They always enter our lives. That's one of the great things of being a human is being able to feel the full range of emotions, the ones that we like to feel and the ones that we don't like to feel. And trust me, I have spent a lot of time in the less desired emotions before reaching this point that I'm at. So how can you reach just a general level of satisfaction and contentment so that when the bad things happen, you know you go back up and when the great things happen, you go up much easier? to that to reach that level. How does a person get there? The way I see it, there's two roads to happiness. There's the quick manifestation road, which is things, situations, trips, people. Okay, it's the buying the new car, it's taking a trip somewhere you've always wanted to be, it's going out with that new person. These things are pretty quick manifestations that make us happy immediately. But these things don't last. Taking a trip and making memories, yes, those memories last. You're not always going to be swimming in the warm ocean or sightseeing on safari. Eventually you have to come back to a place that might not be as much fun. So you want to make sure that contentment, that satisfaction comes back with you. So these things are great for temporary happiness boosts. They elevate you, they elevate your mood, but they're generally short-lived. And it might be a day, it might be a month, and it might be a year, but if it's something that's outside of you, it's probably not gonna last very long. So the other path to happiness, I believe, comes from connection. And this can be connection to your soul, connection with life around you, connection to the universal power of love, the divine power of life. Cultivating happiness is just a reminder of that connection. So how do you cultivate this, this connection? How do we cultivate contentment through connection? Well, it has to be intentional. It has to at least start out intentional until it's second nature. I talk about these very things when I am working with people about their money mindset and what they need to do to change their money stories and make more money. And I realize this sounds contradictory. 
but hear me out for a minute. Making money does not make you happy. Making money and buying things does not make you happy. The reason I work with people to get a grip to master their money situation is because in order to cultivate connection and in order to spend time doing the things we need to do to cultivate our connection to self, to soul, to spirit, we sometimes have to pay other people to do other things for us. If we are so busy cleaning the house, doing the dishes, cooking dinner, mowing the lawn, washing the car, going to our job every day, there's no time for cultivating that connection. And that's where money can help. Money itself is nothing. Money itself has no value to our life unless we use it to do the things that are going to help us be satisfied long term. So when I work with people and I talk about how we cultivate these things, how we find the time, the space to do these practices, that's where it's at. That's why I do it. That's how I do it. That's the reason behind it is for eternal, internal contentment, satisfaction, and happiness. How do you spend your time? I've mentioned on other episodes that what you spend your time, your money, and your energy on, those are your values. Those are the things that you're valuing in life. Are you really spending your time, money, and energy on things that you think you want to be spending your time, energy, and money on? Or are you doing it because you think you have to do it and you haven't figured out the other way yet? So sometimes we just have to start where we are. How did you spend your time today? Busy? Doing things for other people? Making money for other people? If you had a choice, do you know what makes you happy? If you had a day off that you didn't have to go to the doctor, that you didn't have to run errands, that you didn't have to take care of someone, if you had a day off for just you, what would you do? Sometimes we don't even know the answer to that. And sometimes there's so many options that it's hard to narrow it down to just one, two, or three things. And that's how you know you need it more. (laughs) If there's too many options, then you need to have more days like that. And if you can't think of anything, then you absolutely need more days like that because that's where you're going to find the lasting satisfaction and happiness in your life. Back to the first question, do you know what makes you happy? Or let me rephrase that. What are you doing when you're happy? Maybe it's by accident. Maybe you don't even realize how happy and satisfied you are when you're doing it. Find that. Find those things. And if you're happy cleaning the house, that's awesome. Don't let anyone else tell you you can't be happy doing something. Whatever takes you to that place of contentment and satisfaction, cultivate that. Cultivate your connection to yourself, your connection to your body, your connection to 
life around you, really. Today, here's what I really encourage you to do. Pretend you have a week off. You're not going on vacation somewhere. The house is empty. The animals are taken care of. It's just you to plan out an entire week of things that you love to do. What's on the list? What's the first thing you're doing? What are the things that are a priority and what are the things that are your backup? Have that list and work on doing it. When you're done, you're going to say, I need to do that more often. So you're going to prioritize it. And this begins the cycle of getting to that place of constant contentment, happiness. That allows the spirit in to start doing its thing. And keep that list because that list, some of those things are also going to be the things that you use to celebrate yourself. When you do something that you're proud of, that you took a risk, no matter how big or small, and you did it, you accomplished it, this is your how I celebrate list. And don't forget to celebrate every single win, every single success. The more we celebrate and recognize ourselves, the more we have to celebrate and recognize. And wouldn't that be an awesome thing? I wish you great happiness, great satisfaction, great contentment in your life. Love to hear any feedback. You can connect to me on Facebook or on my website. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful year. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.